Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belt. I'm John. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome, folks. Um, first at the top, please donate to the Sherry Joe uh, Sherry Castle Donation Fund. You'll find that in the link below. Thanks to everybody who's been listening, liking, subscribing, all that fun stuff. Jeremy, how the hell you been doing? Welcome back. I'm doing all right. It's just kind of wrapping up with Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So it's been just been kind of crazy that way, along with you know, trying to get work done with everybody leaving for the holidays and stuff. So that time of year. Yes. Where I think we're now past the shortest day of the year, so hooray for the days getting longer. Yes, and you know, I mean, thank goodness this is the last weekend before Christmas, you know, and shopping. So, as I was told, this is oh crap weekend. So it's like everybody's forgetting when what they bought, and so it's like everybody's just being nutty and just going, oh crap, I gotta go buy this. Oh crap, I gotta go buy that. So being on the roads definitely shows that real well so that's all right yeah i've got no does i mean i'm really glad i'm not in the states uh for christmas again this year because it's just it's it christmas is not usually ever stated in japan and in fact they it's like seen as more as like a boyfriend girlfriend holiday Ugh. where we have to go out and get kentucky fried chicken in fact we must reserve our kentucky fried chicken or for me so. Those it's actually good. So. I'm I'm more of a Popeyes man myself. Popeyes is a place you could go practice martial arts at because apparently they're starting fights and lines over the new ch- chicken sandwich. So yeah, well yeah, I mean uh, one guy got stabbed on it, stabbed to death. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. But so I mean don't get me wrong, I, I I love a good chicken sandwich, but man, I'm I'm not taking somebody out for some chicken sandwich. I mean, forget it. that's just that's uncalled for. That's just crazy. I so, mean, at what at what point do you make that decision that I'm go- that that chicken sandwich is worth human life? Yeah, I, I feel no. we we have new now renewed purpose as as martial arts, not only as martial artists but also as martial arts teachers to teach people. Look, kids, chicken sandwiches are wonderful, but not hurting people is also what you you do not need to hurt people for a chicken sandwich. There's not a chicken shortage in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a lie. Um, but yeah, it's it wouldn't matter what kind of food it was. I mean, ribs, steak, chicken. Right, right, right. Whatever. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a ridiculous thing to think that like you need. For, I mean, I understand a bank. People would want to go. Like you would have to defend yourself there. Like a place, place that that's got like very expensive goods or something like that. Uh, like a jewelry store, but a chicken, like a chicken shop. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little crazy. I mean, now th- there's there's an older retired lady that comes in and works part time where I work at, and she makes these cupcakes. And, and literally, when it gets announced, the union guys will literally come in from 100, 120 miles away and pick up one of those cupcakes. <laughs> and I will say the. They're like awesome. I mean, I, I, I I'm not doubting that, but it's but yeah, I do see that every once in a while. But th- that's that's about the level of exceptionalism on any food item I've ever seen. It's justifiable. To, We're not going out and fight fighting Hoffman over cupcakes. Yeah. No. no. 
Uh, just, just take a little hour, hour and a half drive. And, all right. Cupcake. All right. There you go. Cupcakes for Christmas. Hey, there um, you go. God, I would love a cupcake. Be- <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, right now my kind of New Year's resolution is just kind of keep sugar out of like maybe one thing a week is to to have like a little thing of sugar to keep sugar as far as ways I can on on a daily basis. And I mean like artificial sugar. Not that I really have a huge problem with it, but it's just my dad's got the diabetes and. Other, other people I know got the diabetes, and it's just not something you really want to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool. cool. So we were talking a little bit before. Uh, well, we're talking, apparently, we've gotten to a 20-minute conversation about this new Star Wars movie. Uh, but prior to that, we were talking about, like, success in martial arts. And this this is something I think is a really good topic to get into before the New Year's. Because people make New Year's resolutions and they set goals and they write them down. And uh, I I can really attest to, you know, you set a goal and you kind of have this like blank piece of paper in front of you. You want to you know achieve something for the new year or something. You might write down like one goal or two goals or three goals. And then you kind of end up sitting there for half an hour and writing down pretty much everything that you want to do. And then achieving none of it, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I... Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just a complete failure at, at writing things down and achieving them. But I think today talking about what you know, what does what is success? Kind of what are the I don't want to say ingredients, but what is the kind of like central base code for success? You know, going from idea to action um, in the martial arts and in the things surrounding martial arts. You know, I hate to give my standard answer. I think it just. <laughs> on each person you know it, it, it really does um, flipping adult diapers yeah i know i want a sponsorship yeah no doubt you mentioned them so much yeah i know it's something yeah but i i do think it is upon each person's individual what they're wanting to accomplish what what's i i remember what was interesting is there's one year i really I was dead set. I'm like, I really want to learn and understand comma. And I, I mean, I took to it and I was going after it. And I just got to a point where I was like, okay, I've learned some basics about this, but this really does not speak to me at all. And I just like, I, I, I practice it from time to time to year over the years, but it, it was... It was one of those goals that I set for myself. I accomplished it, but I looked back and was like, no, that time would have been better doing something else. But I did, I did learn it to, I mean, learn some basics about it and learn, learn some understanding of it, but it wasn't really fulfilling. And I was like, mm, not really. So, I mean, I guess there's, there's a couple ways to look at it. Well, I mean, even in that case, right? So you set out to, to learn comma. And you achieved that goal, but was that a successful goal? Was that like was that? I don't want to say it because that goal's too broad. Uh, it's not. But if you're if uh, is success in this case an achievement or is it just a feeling, or is it you know a sense a sense of you know being able to cu- to carry everything back into the whole? Well, I. 
I think that's one thing that I, I don't know if we should get, I guess we'll get into it right now about it. I think there's a couple ways to look at, you know, when you achieve a goal or when you go out and set that, set that parameter and you accomplish it. What is it producing the results that you actually wanted to on top of, hey, yeah, I did accomplish this goal. Did it really further what I was looking for? Did it push me away? Did it, did it leave a bad taste in my mouth? You know, they're just different things like that. And so a lot of different questions. And that's just kind of how I look at it. I mean, somebody else probably looks at it differently. And that, that's cool. But in a way, it did kind of it did kind of enhance some of my training as I went forward. It was like I started asking the question, "Why do I want to learn this now? What what's the purpose of me learning this?" As opposed it, to possibly doing it later, right? Or as opposed to, "Hey, I want to set this goal and learn it." As opposed to, "Why do I want to learn it?" So. In, in some ways, I mean, there were certain lessons that I got out of it that, that did benefit me later on. So, Go into talking about success. In, to my view, success... Let me, let me set it up like this. So, how many times have we heard the term, the black belt is the white belt who did not quit? Which is true. That is very true, right? To, to a point. To a yeah. point. But then how many how many times have we seen black belts who didn't quit, but they don't really seem to have understood much? So, uh, so this is not to denigrate them necessarily as human yeah, beings. No, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely a mindset. I mean, I mean, I mean, you talk about learn much or, or, I need, or advance. I mean, advance yeah. in their skill level. Yeah, they're kind of uh, like they, they came in the door and they just kind of kept coming in the door. Yeah. Right. So, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. And it, the, the older I get, the, the more I realize how easy it is for something to keep. It doesn't something that doesn't necessarily need to be good or have a ton of quality, but yeah. just just to just keep going, right? Well, well, you know, the, there are times that I've experienced this, and you know, so probably other people have too, where. Yeah, you're right. You, you just keep going. And sometimes it takes, okay, I just, I'm going, I'm doing the exact same thing that I've been doing, and I do it and do it and do it. And finally, you'll hit a wall. Or at least I have. Or I'll hit me. I don't know. But um, one of the two. But, but basically, it's like, okay, it is. It, do I need to change something up in my training? Am I missing something? What's not, what am I not looking at as opposed to just going through the motions? One, two, three, one, two, three, you know, and then possibly what can I get out of this, out of this time in my training? So. Right. That's focus on person on personal achievement and, you know, the success and then the feeling of success with that. But what that achievement should mean as opposed to what it actually does mean so i mean this is kind of our like thesis not our thesis but kind of a thesis against rank because it is because it's promoting kind of maybe a false sense of achievement as opposed to actually being able to to you know pressure test yourself to be able to use use the use your martial arts but i mean that's that's what i see as like kind of the mcdojoism 
more like you know joe schmo the the mcdojo owner opens the mcdojo he doesn't really seem to really care too much about the martial arts aspect of it right he himself has opened this dojo he gets like a a, a 50 billion kids come in and come, come in and come out he makes a lot of money off it could we objectively say he's successful in what he what his goals were if his goal was to make a lot of money i guess that yeah, I guess it would be, but... Was he a successful martial artist, though? I mean, it's hard to tell at this point. Point. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to use the pins, all right? So it was just kind of... I mean, it just... <laughs> no, <laughs> just, that's... that's I, it, but you kind of see I mean, what I'm uh, trying to set up, trying to set up here? Yeah, like, I, yeah I, I definitely see see the... I, I see where we're going, where you're going with it, but I, I think there's two... There's two problems to the one one problem that you're trying to address. There's two sides of it as opposed Ooh. to one. Where, you know, like, look at a prime example. One of the prime examples. Um, prime, prime people watch the, you know, the, what was it, the, the UFCs, you know, the the little content. I don't even know what it's called. The you know the the little fight competition where they get new people and they get ready to give them a contract. I haven't watched it in years, but but it's interesting. You'll see certain people will want to train these people to a T, and then you'll see other people like, well, you know, hey. Yeah, I'll train them to a point, but you know what? Let's go do something. Let's let's go to the arcade, or let's go play golf, or you know, whatever. So, something to you know. And sometimes there is some value to you know taking things away. But when you're talking about you know possibly hitting goal for these people that you're trying to train, maybe that's not in their best interest. Maybe it is in yours. Maybe you want to go do whatever. But and and I think some of these some people who are dojo owners do that. But I also think some some of these people who are dojo owners, yeah, they they do they do the they do the business side of it, but then on the other side, yeah, they're you know, they're also training two to four hours a day on their own or or with somebody else or trying to up their skills in the game too. So I, I and I think that's that's where I was getting at is there's two different right. two different problems with what, what you're addressing. So No, that's definitely true. So I mean I mean like obviously when I when I talk about this quote unquote Mick Dojo, here are anywhere from the guy in what, sidekicks? No. <laughs> Still haven't seen that one. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but that's not that's not the movie. Uh, the one with the guy with the glasses and the big hair. Oh, Napoleon dear Sensei. Napoleon Dynamite? That's the one. <laughs> yes. Like, it's anywhere between, like, Napoleon Dynamite and, like, Cobra Kai. Where you know what I mean? Like it's anywhere between those two, those those two those two type of mentalities um, that I don't honestly don't think are any sort of like recipes for success. And I kind of want to also talk about it in kind of for uh, in this way too, where you know how many people have you seen 
be successful in martial arts, maybe outside of it. Um, but they really haven't had necessarily many roadblocks. They've kind of had everything kind of set up for them to become successful. It's not a handful, but they're there. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, there, there's a, there's a handful that have had quite the, the one one road path, and it was it was pretty sweet along the way. But but it seems like the people that I see that have some of the biggest successes have been people that do have roadblocks because they're the ones that are actually learning from them. Right. And so those people, I think this is the big difference between like the success and, you know, actually having achievement where those people who like actually struggle with the roadblocks are like the stronger people. And we kind of get into how, you know, how do those people become more, become more achievement based is because, you know, I see it this way. The person who's had kind of everything kind of set up for them, right? They kind of, they understand, they've already had what I like to call like the, the like the shaved success, the small successes, right? This builds their ability to actually have bigger successes. Not always. Um, yeah. It's not like you like have some sort of metaphysical ability to be successful. But those people who wrote ran into roadblocks maybe didn't have that right they kind of had to turn they had a they they couldn't turn it to 90 because they'd never gone gone to like 40 yeah well the well the people who've had that kind of straight straight road could go from 10 to 20 already went from 10 to 20 and 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 um to be able to get to a much higher level so i think that's that's kind of one thing i i wanted to to point to is that you know, people who are successful from their own, they're not kind of given it. They're not, they, they don't come from it. They're not kind of baked to, to be it. They're not, they're not tailored to do it. Need to, need to, you know, when they look at, you know, how do I get good, right? I hear that, we hear this a lot. How do I get um, better at martial arts? How do we get, become better? You have to find that kind of the small achievable things you can do right it's not losing 20 pounds it's losing five pounds it's not learning five kata it's getting that one kata it's not having the ability to do all those techniques it's doing one of them and then once you have all that down then you can go and do the other and it's not a checklist it has to become it has to be organic right Oh, absolutely yeah i mean definitely it's one of the things that i have seen in the martial arts as well is I think some people can take a very say, safe road as opposed right. to as opposed to a very challenging road. I'm I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it where it's like I, I'll never forget uh, this one person. Um, I mean, their their whole goal was to test for black belt and get their black belt. And <clears throat> I remember I I was doing a prep Saturday or something for them and things like, you know, just kind of getting them mentally ready to do it and stuff. Right. And I remember going up to this person afterwards and like, you know what? You're not ready for half the rank of black belt, much less black belt. It's like, you're not prepared. Of course, I was overridden. And it wasn't, wasn't that they weren't a good person. It wasn't this, it wasn't that. What were you actually, what were they actually putting into their training? And I, I think I think that gets into a huge level of success slash failure into your training as well. 
because you're definitely going to learn more from from your failures if you're willing to look at it. I think that's a key that a lot of people. Oh, you learn a lot more from your failures. Yeah, you can if you're willing to look at it. If you're not willing to look at it, and you want everything to be nice and pretty and rosy and all that kind of stuff, I mean, yeah, great. I mean, you can live in fantasy land too, but it's not going to help you when you need it. That almost gives almost a false reality for people. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm... I've accomplished this and that and the other thing. And I'm great. You, you want a cookie? What? I, I I don't know what to. I don't know how to respond to that exactly. So, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's, and that, I guess the the way I can kind of look at it that way is like calling it artificial achievement. One 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 idea I've been playing with is like kind of natural progression of martial arts and artificial progression of martial arts. Yeah. And so, like, what would be, like, a form of, like, natural progression of martial arts? What would, what would that look like? Right? What would be the ingredients to actually be, to having a, a progression of one's skill in martial arts that would m- make you more successful in terms of that? As opposed to what a lot of people tend to do is just listicle everything or chart everything or you know write everything down and this like all right well these are the three things we're going to do okay and then after five months these are the five things we're going to do and then you know maybe you've been able to check off all those boxes but it's is that just all all art isn't that just all artificial they are you going to be able to deal with the you know the 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 monster truck that's going to blindside you on your left or will it be this kind of tunnel vision dojo dojo type mentality you know you know it's interesting you bring this up because i hope it is huh i hope it's interesting well i i've kind of had something like this play out over the last couple weeks and i don't i don't even know if i've told you about this um college course that i also teach on the side as an adjunct um I got, I got observed, you know, and I'm like, all right, you know, I mean, that's, that's a good practice and things like that. And one of the things that, that the person that was observing me didn't like was the fact that, well, he doesn't have as many assignments as other classes like this do. And, and so I go back and I'm like, okay, that's a little bit of a fair assessment, but what are those assignments entailing? Are they multiple guess, or are they actually trying to write out everything and actually describe the actual knowledge that someone does? Me, I like somebody to write something out. I want to see what their analysis is. I want to see that. And so it, it gets into this, this mentality. It gets into this mentality of, Check, 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 check. You know, oh, well, over here you got 10 different things, whereas over here you got three or four different things. And and, and it's kind of like what you're saying. It, 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 it depends. It depends on what's, what is, what's the, what's the meat behind it? 
I mean, if if you're going to fast food restaurant and yeah, okay, you're getting cheeseburgers, you know, every single time, you know, just a single cheeseburger, there's not a lot of meat to that. I'm not going to call out any restaurant or anything like that. There's just not that much. I mean, if you're getting a single cheeseburger, there's not that much. Now, if you Except go you're going to, to Arby's. Well, yeah. I mean, they got the meat. I mean, according to the commercial. But, I mean, it's not real, but it's not real food, but still. Um, but still. But, you know, as opposed to going to going to a restaurant or, I mean, something that's a sit-down restaurant, you're, you're getting a steak or something. Yeah, granted, it's coming from the same animal, but it's not the same thing. And, right. And, and I think that's where a lot of people fail in a lot of their analysis. Is like when you start checklisting some of the stuff instead of you know some of the stuff that we're talking about building skill, building knowledge, things like that. And I think this leads into it, or is definitely a supplement to it, right? Where, well, and then, and then, yeah. like, what what is successful? Like, what is successful skill in that regard? Being able to demonstrate demonstrate that you can punch a bag, or being able to be able being able to punch on with some someone under a stressful situation. Yeah, what's what's successful demonstration of knowledge? Being able to do do a kata, being able to remember a kata, or being able to to explain it verbally in a way that someone who doesn't who doesn't know the kata would be able to follow. That, or even be able to explain it from an analysis point of view and actually break it down to the actual reasoning why you're actually doing it, as opposed to hey, we're doing this exercise called kata. No, you're not. Right. And so, I mean, like, if we can, let's break. Let's do that right now. Like, let's break it. Let's break down. Like, almost from beginner to from a beginner student to an experienced teacher. What would be success in that regard? What would be like? What would be like real success from kind of egg to egg to chicken? Back to egg. Back to (laughs) back to chicken. At Popeyes. Um, I think in some ways, in order to really build that success, this, this is my take on it. And I mean, there's probably 500 different takes on it, but for that beginner student, somehow as a, as an instructor, You've got to get to that beginner student and really show them, hey, there's something bigger, bigger possibilities, something bigger than you can think of your own self. Laying track. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Getting them to understand they need to lay track. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get them motivated to where it's like, it's no longer it's no longer just an exercise. It's no longer just a checklist. It's like it's just building stuff left and right. I mean, just build, 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 build off of it. I, I, I guess that was one of the things when I started. I, I was just like, hey, I just want to learn. Let's just do this. You know, you know Robbie would say, hey, you want to learn this? Sure, let's do it. You want to learn it? Sure, let's do it. You know. I was pretty open to it. Um, probably a couple things I wish I wouldn't have been so open to it, but I think it, it enhanced my experience. I mean, the, definitely the time I was so stupid, I walked up to him and told him, I don't think this knockout stuff works, and he knocks me out. 
Well, probably not a good idea, but, you know, hell. It's learning in the negative, which I think, which isn't good, but you can learn from. Um, it, it, that, that's well, a tightrope. That's a tightrope. Talking about success and failure, I mean, like, um, that's a tightrope to walk, especially as a teacher, when it's, you know, you want to be able to show your students students the effectiveness of something, but you do not want, want to hurt them because right. said students won't won't be your student for long but you they I need to understand how it works so right. you've got to you got to get to get a person to a point but i mean i i think in one way that was one way to sell me on what i was doing as opposed to oh i'm just doing a checklist oh there's a lot more than than just doing this this checklist thing right well it's also i think in it you know success is also uh killing all the myths it's killing all the myths and believing all the myths at the same time. Because if you, I feel like a lot of people who, you know, get, get to, you know, maybe five or six years, seven years of training and they're, you know, they're just the Monday, they're just the Monday, Wednesday night crowd or you know, whatever have you. They'll still like think, oh, karate's uh, ancient thing that farmers did and a belt was white at first and because they never cleaned it uh it turned black when they got a lot of experience and uh like the like like the myth like weird myths and stuff will still be believed by people um and they you know it's not it I think you have to demythologize those kind of misconceptions and, and misunderstandings, but then kind of like you have to, you know, in your own life, in your own mythology, in your own kind of backlog of your own identity, is starting to make the legacy of corrupt, the legacy of whatever that martial art is a part of you. And and not to get culty, right? But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Which we, oh God, like I, I can't stand it when it, it becomes that way but yeah not, not like we've never had any experience we have no experience with people trying to turn turn martial arts into a religion not one bit no it's yeah yeah it's a little nutty but but you know but, what i mean like if, if you can make if if not you can an instructor does but i think it's there it's an important part of a student's success is that piece of understanding not knowledge not necessarily skill but like understanding that yeah. you know you that this is a part of what you do don't buy a lot of crap just just you know if you keep on the track then you will be successful yeah and i, and I think again you know the, the student has to buy off on that as well right because um i'll never forget you know part Part of me was, you know, when I was learning. I mean, I, I wanted to, I wanted to learn a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit. You know, I kind of wanted to try some other things just to kind of see what what was really out there. And, and I think, in some ways, when you get excited, I think you do want to do that a little bit. Right. But you know, after a while, it was like, you know, this. This really does fit me probably more like a glove than all this other stuff that I'm coming up with. So why don't I just shut up and train, you know? So I mean that's kinda kinda where it ended, but Yeah, I mean those are I mean, well, especially when you get into what you want to do personally. Yeah. Right? What you want to commit yourself to. 
for any sort of long-term stretch of time, you have to you have to make those decisions. That's not to speak against cross-training. And there, you know, there are people I know who do like two or three different arts, and they've kind of made it all a part of what they do. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. I think right. I think that's kind of a maybe a key element to it. It's just you know you kind of wake up, go to the bathroom, you know, put on some, make sure you have some pants on, start doing martial arts. Like yeah. it's just kind of what you do. I mean, that's kind of where I, where I think of it as success and stuff. But I mean, but but I do think each person has their own individual successes on what they want to do. Same with instructors. You know, they want to try to accomplish certain things. I mean, it may be how I always looked at it. I always looked at it from, from the, when, I was, when I was teaching, I always looked at it as my success was how close was I going to get these other people to their goals, if that makes sense. Now, that makes perfect sense. So what, what in your mind did you have to do to make sure that those people had it? had a clear path to doing that or how do you th- how do you see how did you feel like when that was successful and when that was not successful and like kind of what are the key key commonalities that help a teacher teacher go go to that point well so just I want you to learn xyz I want you to be successful yeah I mean the key element is definitely communication definitely communication um and I think it's also willing to step back and, as an instructor and say, you know what, this didn't work. What, how did how did I how did I look at it as how did I fail this person? And and so instead of I mean, you can always look at it as like this person's dumb, this person doesn't do this, this person doesn't do that. If that's how you if that's how you're going to communicate and how you're going to look at things, I, th- I think it really cuts into your, your student-teacher relationship, and more than likely that student's going to move on before too long. But but then again, on, on the same token, the student has to be willing to communicate back to the instructor as well. And I think, I, I, th- I think that, that gets into that that relationship between student and instructor. I mean, it's not to say the instructor is not the instructor, but you got to have communication so that they understand why you want them to do certain things. Right. And traditional martial arts schools generally do not, I don't think it's even general, it's traditional martial arts schools. Martial arts schools generally do not have an atmosphere of open communication about stuff. I, I I would agree with that. I, at least, in probably in your in the in the beginning, you know, first year, first first eighteen months, I would probably agree with that definitely. But I think as as you progress from a, a complete beginner to more of an intermediate student, someone who's training and understanding stuff a little bit more. I think that communication does need to be there. And then when you've got an advanced belt, you know, when you've got another instructor you're teaching, that communication's key. And, um, I mean, I've definitely had situations with that 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 did end up blowing up in my face. You know, 
you know, it's kind of kind of sad, you know, and I, I look back on, you know, what, what did I do wrong on that situation or would I have handled it a little differently or would I have, should I have explained it a little bit more or should I have been a little bit more strongly suggesting what this person was going to do during that time. So, so right. and so I, I've definitely, in, in, in that way, I, I would say that is, that's successful for me because it is a takeaway for me to actually grow as an instructor, even though I didn't like it, but I, I, I at least grew from it. So, well, and that's, that's the thing is that the, maybe the key ingredient here that we're looking at is, is constant progress or consistent improvement because progress, you know, a disease can progress, you know, things can progressively get worse to constantly improve and to kind of, and to, to be open to learning things from experiences you wouldn't necessarily view as something you would learn from. Like an argument with a student or an argument with a teacher or an argument you know, with a training partner is not a good thing. Uh, for, right? for the most part, I'd say, yeah, you're right. I mean, every once in a while, may, it may be what, what's needed to clear the air, too. And I've, I've seen... I, I, I've seen that happen too, to where there was a pretty heated argument between, you know, two students, two instructors, things like that, and then you know, whatever it was, it finally got worked out, and you know, it, it turned out for the best. Right. So, well, but in those in those instances, you 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 always, I think the person, the success, the not the unsuccessful person, will blame. Or will kind of like, or will kind of push that off to the side and say, "This isn't my fault. This isn't, you know, I didn't do anything. You know, I'm the one 100% in the right, and this person is 100% in the wrong, and we, you know, they're the ones who are causing the problems." And blah 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 blah. The successful person will say, "Will ask, why did this happen? How do we make? What do we take away? What's the takeaway from this? Where does this go from here?" Um, and I don't think that's really all that well that that well implemented in today's martial arts culture it's very much well we're better than that and that guy's not as good and and x y and z and you know we're we've got you know blah 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 and eh. ultimately it leads to failure yeah i mean that that kind of comparison like that is it's just ultimate failure well yeah and i mean it's what you do with that failure can turn around into a into a success or not. One of the big things I notice that that I've always had that I've always had problems with is sometimes I I try to get people to do certain things, and I may change certain things up just so they so that they get one little thing corrected or something. And and I've Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. But you know, I, I think the intent is good, but some sometimes sometimes it just needs to be forced into somebody, you know, maybe just do one little thing a little bit differently. And sometimes students get very f- frustrated with that. And especially I mean I hate to say it, but I would say especially American students, because their culture is not I see American culture a lot of times. And we can say this as Americans, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and I'm guilty of doing this too. Well, this is the way it's done, this is the way it's always been done. Well, you know, maybe you need to improvise, overcome, and adapt. Um, 
Thank You Gunny Highway from Heartbreak Ridge. You know, I love that movie. I mean, that, that is a quote from that that movie. But, you know, so, sometimes you just got to change some stuff up. You, you And, and you got to be willing to look at it. I, I, I know for a long time, you know, been, this is the way it is. This is the way it's done. This is what it's, now, don't get me wrong. There should be a set of standards that that are in place. And this is kind of, we've talked about this several times too, is like, this is your baseline of what you work from. You know, it, I mean, if you got a standard kind of, this is it. But in order to grow and to develop success, develop skills, develop knowledge, different things like that, take that baseline and either, either stretch it a little bit, do something a little different, Maybe. Break it and change it, re- rebuild it, remold it, and I mean, yeah. and that's that is what what I believe is what made people we we especially aim to emulate, in, at least in their technical ability, is what made them good. Possibly yeah. not necessarily in their personal lives, but um, you know, at least in their te- in the technical ability, that's constant variation will will equate success te- technically. Constant con- constant pra- and it, and it, you have to kind of. This is almost this maybe going going in a different direction here, but constant constant work on on one thing is important. So you need consistency, but you also need variation in order to be, to improve. I think, right. and on the one part, you know, traditional martial arts is very very good at the constant. Yeah. But in terms of having platforms in which to practice variation, cool. it tends to be a nice idea a lot of people throw around, but at the end of the day, they never they ne- they never implement. Or they don't well, know how to, and they get very well, comfortable with A, but not B. Well, and and, and to, to tag on to that, I also think you you know what what is that practitioner doing? What kind of environment do they have? Do they have an instructor that's willing to allow that to happen in kind of like a lab kind of environment? Hey, we need. What about this? What about that? Let's try this. Let's try that. Boom, 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 boom. You know, different things like that. And if you got if you got an instructor who's like, nope, this is the way it is. This is the way it's done. This is the way it's always been going to be. It, then all you're ever going to do is limit yourself to that. Yeah, your success will your success will fall short. You right. will not eat. And you know, I've been in a situation where I thought that would only that that just following those rules would would be successful. And we get taught, we talk about the teacher student dynamic, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the person who's practicing. And you know, your success is going to be measured on your consistency. Right. And what that consistency consists of is really really needs to be what what is looked at. It's constantly evolving and constantly changing. Right. Having constants is good, but there also needs to be that constant of change. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, I, I use I use this example, you know, and, and I think everybody gets it, but just kind of an example. Like a lot of the things that are going on right now is like a lot of people want higher wages here, here in the States. Well, if you are a short order cook or, or you work, let, let's say at a fast food restaurant, okay? If all you do is cook burgers and you don't know how to put the burger together, you're really not stretching yourself. It's like you're not moving forward in what you can do. And, and I go and I go back to a key quote in Apollo 13. Wow, we're, we're jumping all over there. We're jumping all I, over. Like, the culture references today. Like, Woo, hold on, strap in. Get ready. Okay, Tom Hanks. 
Yes, no, it wasn't Tom Hanks. But anyway, it, it, it was a part whenever they'd already discussed whenever the ship was having a problem. And they're trying to move everybody into the into the into the little module that was gonna land on the moon. And and the guy who's from the company is like, has never designed that. And finally the guy's like, look, forget what it was supposed to be meant for. What can it do? And I think as martial artists trying to figure out what kind of successes we want to have, that's the key question. What can you do? It's not just what you want to do or what you know the situation necessarily asks for, but it's what can stretching that point to the what can you do is something I think in theory is in the DNA. In theory. In theory. It's there. It's there. But are you allowing your students or the students being allowed to do that? Or are what? you just allowing yourself to do it? Exactly. Or not do it. Yeah. So. I can't tell you how many times I've been afraid to actually go out running because I didn't think I didn't think I could do it. Or how many times I you know didn't want to try to work on something because I didn't want to push myself to an edge that way because I'll be tired after that or whatever. Like it's. That is the death. That is the death of success. Yeah, exactly. That is the death of success. So, and the the life of success is built is built around that. Absolutely. And that's where success and failure, you know, are become the two sides of the coin. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Cool. Cool. I just got the thumbs up from Jeremy, so I think that means <laughs> that means <laughs> top. End of discussion. We figured it out, kids. No, I, I don't know if we figured it out, but I, I I don't know what else there is to say about I mean that I think that's what it really boils down to. Yeah. And I I think this is, you know, to kind of push this one more step is to say, you know, we're going we're we it is the end of the decade. I think it's because we're in a we're in a weird time, um, like looking at decades we're kind of thinking in the 20th century, not the 21st century. I think still in the modern consciousness. So we're at the end of a decade and the beginning of a new one. So not just like with the end of a decade, but when the beginning of a new one. So it's not just the beginning of a new year, but the beginning of a new decade. How can we crack? How can we better crack this code for karate? Right. And so that's for us and for all of you at home. We you know, want to push want to push that idea. I think a little more. Absolutely, absolutely. So cool. nails it on that head. I think. So what's going on with you this week? I mean, we're recording on we're recording on a Sunday, but this might actually not go out until Friday. So what are you working working on this week? Um, going going back to going back to Tombo again. I've been that's kind of what I've been working on this week and. Um, you know, I'm picking up some different things, and it's interesting some of the similarities that I'm seeing from from Tonbo to different different empty hand and different weapons. It's not like I didn't see them before, but it's like it's a little bit more pronounced. Like, oh, okay, this this enhances this, this enhances that, and how how some of these things are actually interconnected, but. For some reason, Tombow's always kind of, kind of been kind of my, kind of a gateway for me to actually feel and see 
see those things. Now, it may not be, you know, exactly my the weapon that I really choose to really work with, but for, for the most part, but a lot of times if I'm trying to figure things out, I usually go to a Tombow a lot of times. So. Well, and I think that's, I think, other than bow, I think that that tends to be a really good base weapon. Yeah, where where people can it's not necessarily like it's a, it's something that you can you can reapply to other that you can reapply to other things a right. lot easier and simpler. And so, um, I mean, that's why our Scream friend or our niece friends feel like you know they can kind of teach they can kind of reflect into other arts and other arts can reflect into them much right. more, with much more compatibility than. I think like Kenjutsu to karate. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of similarities when you really look at it. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I've a uh, might have to be faring the high seas this week. I don't know, but um, this week I'm just getting uh, trying to get prepared for the new year. I'm just there's a couple of different things we'll be putting together for the new year in terms of video and just getting that prepared and you know, hopefully people do enjoy seeing that what, what we're going to be putting up and um you know it's not necessarily trying to train for doing that but it's more trying to demonstrate certain things and you want to be able to demonstrate them properly and represent them properly there's a lot of pe- folk who get up that get get up on these things and they don't they're not necessarily um keeping in mind that just doing a just kind of doing whatever they like to do they like to do in training or whatever whatever easy in training doesn't necessarily represent what their training can be to go back to your apollo 13 quote yeah no i got you that's cool 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 cool. well you got anything anything to say to people for the before we get out for the for the uh holiday season merry christmas happy holidays and i guess right now for all our all my fellow kansas city friends go chiefs you know hey there you go so yeah it looked like what is it the eagles were up eagles were up against the redskins so yeah that'll that'll be a blowout that's all right oh well more i mean from the eagles standpoint i mean well, like, don't 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 jinx it, man. I want to get the I want to get to, get to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that is inter interconference rivals, so that's it's interdivisional rivals, so that's always fun. But I hope no, you're enjoying I, Andy Reid. We didn't. Well, I yeah, I mean, he's, he's football talk good. on karate without belts. Well, I, yeah, I, he he's been good for Kansas City. I can't complain. So. And so. Philadelphia people were just too angry at him most of the time to actually realize what he was trying to do. So yeah, so that's what it yeah. is. Yep, it is. So well, and that's that's what was what it was, folks. So uh, thanks you all for listening, and don't forget to keep training.